friends. My name is Femi Olafioye Amagbeni, and I am the host of the Femi O Podcast. I am passionate about centering Black women's stories, and through this podcast, I'll share things I've learned from my own story of Black womanhood, undoing internalized racism, embracing self-love and acceptance, and just generally trying to figure this shit out. My hope is that as you listen, you'll see yourself reflected, feel less alone on your journey, and maybe get a laugh in. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, let's get into the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Femio Podcast. I am your host, Femi Olafkoe Amagbeni, and today I am with author Oludara Adeo. We are going to talk about her book, Affirmations for Black Women, and I just want her to introduce herself and we'll get started. Hi, Oludara. Hi, good to see you again. Hi, everyone. I'm Oludara Adio, author and psychotherapist. I'm based in Los Angeles, and I am the author of Self-Care for Black Women and Affirmations for Black Women, a journal. Thank you so much for being here. So let's start with, just tell us about the book in general. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it? Yes. So Affirmations for Black Women, a journal. It's got over a hundred affirmations. Then each affirmation has a journal prompt. And again, these prompts and affirmations are very focused on Black women, things that I feel like will speak to Black women. And the prompts are my favorite part Mm -hmm. of the book because the affirmations they are like the guiding light to maybe what you want to focus on, but then the prompt is what will call you to go a little bit deeper and, you know, kind of try to put the affirmation into action. So, yeah, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. I, with your first book with um, self-care ideas for black women, I went through the entire thing before our conversation. Cause I was like, I want to like, you know, I want to experience all of this, right? Like I want to take it all in before we talk and with this one, I had the same idea, but then when I saw the format of it, I was like, oh no, I have to go through this one day at a time. So we're working our way through. <laughs> yeah, we are working our way through. Like I'm a write in the book, bitch. Like I need my books to be concrete because I like to write in the margins and everything. So I just love that you offer space after each affirmation to journal about our own process through it. You know, where did that idea even come from for you? Like, is that something that you do on your own or? Yeah. So I love affirmations. I feel like I use them throughout my whole life. Well, throughout my adult life, I will say. Mm -hmm. So affirmations were something that really helped me heal when I was going through my own self-care, self-healing journey. Uh, Anytime I felt really low, I would try to change that thought And I, at one point, was writing, I love myself or I am worthy of love. And I would put the post-it everywhere. And I just noticed that I've always used affirmations. So the second book was an idea of my uh, publisher. They definitely were like, hey, we feel like we're here. Well, they presented me with a bunch of ideas for the second book. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, how do you feel about affirmations? And I was like, yes, because that is exactly the kind of book I would want to write. I love affirmations. And so they were like, well, we want to make it a journal. And I was like, even better. (laughs) So that coming with the affirmations was pretty, pretty easy. I think because there are a lot of things that I've said to myself and also, I could pull from my first book and things I was talking to the readers about in the first book and um, just things in general that I wanted to hear mm. growing up 
I just felt like, yeah, you could have a whole bunch of affirmations in a book because affirmation books exist, but I feel like a journal is a great way to dive deeper. And being that I'm also a therapist and I love helping people try to heal and get back to themselves, I felt like a journal is just the right touch. Yeah, absolutely. Because it makes you reflect. It makes you engage with the (laughs) concept and like everything like that. Why do you feel like affirmations are especially important for Black women to use Mm -hmm. and utilize? Mm -hmm. As you know, the world we live in, like... They are telling us what to do. They're telling us how we should feel, how we should think. And I feel like affirmations ask you to look at yourself, to call yourself into yourself. Yeah. And it also helps counteract the negative thoughts and negative things that you may have internalized about yourself, whether it's from family and friends growing up to work to other external things, to the media, anything negative that you believed about yourself Uh, affirmations will begin to help you change the way you think about yourself. And I really believe that if you can change your mind, you can change your life. Mm. So uh, I think that it's especially important for black women to really start to believe like I can live a better life. I can change the world around me and it starts with me. So I feel like uh, affirmations help people manifest things. Mm. They've helped me manifest and journaling has helped me manifest things and it helps you be intentional with your life. And I feel like as black women, it's so important for us to be intentional with our life because the world will always try to change our own intention and, you know, try to have us question our own intuition and not listen to ourselves. So I feel like affirmations and journaling really keeps us on that track. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've just been given like so many messages, right. About Mm -hmm. who we are, what our role is in our society. I saw this tweet actually from a woman. She was talking about how mad people get when black women exercise choice in anything, like Mm -hmm. whether or not they want to get married, if they want to stay single, if they want to have kids, if they don't, if they want to work, if they don't. And she said, no one envisioned a life of choice for us. Mm -hmm. Come on. Look, <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's so true. Like when, when you think about the way that we were considered when we were brought here, when black women were brought here right. as property, as chattel, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's like the idea that we are like subhuman, right? Like that's right. not, we're not even like talking on the human level, let alone a human that would be able to exercise any of their will over their own life, you know? So all of that, I think, gets distilled and passed down through our bodies. We've talked about, you know, the way that trauma is passed in our DNA and all that stuff. And so even though we are now in 2023 and, like, are not literal chattel, I think a lot of those messages have still persisted. And so to have a book like this that reminds us to change our minds, that we can change our minds, that we can change our narrative. Yeah. I think that's incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with you. And I, what you said about not being human, I feel like that's at the core of like my books and my work. It's like, I want black women to recognize their humanity because all our stress, all our anxiety, everything that is 
giving us distress is linked to us being dehumanized. Mm -hmm. And you're right from childhood when, you know, we're seen as adults and controlled in the classroom. It's just, it's just, it's, uh, it's sickening. It's controlling. It makes you lose touch with yourself. And so then you do dehumanize yourself as well. So yeah, it's important to really like begin to humanize yourself and recognize that I am human. Like I am not superwoman. I can, give myself grace. I can give myself compassion. I can love the way my body is built. I can Mm -hmm. love the way my hair is because that's just me. And I deserve that. Like I deserve deserve to take up this space Mm -hmm. and I'm worthy of taking up this space as well. You know? Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's fantastic. Okay. How would you say if you could give us like an idea or a framework of like how affirmations work? Like I'm thinking about people who maybe are new to the idea of affirmations or have tried mm-hmm. affirmations before and don't like feel like they work for them or even the idea. Cause you know, how it's like, okay, you want to say an affirmation, like I am worthy of love. And if maybe your whole life you've gotten the message from yourself and from other people and you've internalized it, that you're not worthy of love. You say that out loud and your brain immediately is like, no, you're not <laughs> girl. Who right. you thought <laughs> who you thought you were talking to? How do affirmations work to bring you from a place of like, mm-hmm. you know, sadness or, you know, just des- not desperation, lack, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then into loving yourself and taking up space. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a journey. I feel like with affirmations, it's not a, you know, instantly, like you said, your mind will try to play tricks on you. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a journey because your mind has been conditioned to think differently. And we know that, if you're trying to change a routine or anything, it's going to take 30 days. It's going to, at mm. least it's going to take a while. So, um, if you've never worked with inf- affirmations before, you know, it can be as simple as like, well, I guess I'm trying to think of how can you incorporate it into your routine? So you would need to incorporate it into your routine And it could be as simple as writing it down. It could be as simple as just saying it out loud. It could be journaling about it. Mm -hmm. But the thing with affirmations is that it's a journey. So it's not going to be a instant fix. It's a, I've got to actively work this into my mind and actively work through changing the way I think. And that could be hard because the outside external circumstances may be saying otherwise. Like, you know, for example, like, oh, I I will get a new job. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you're in a crappy job. But the purpose of affirmations is to kind of call in God and the universe and as well as yourself to kind of like believe these things. And sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. No, you're <laughs> okay 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 so if you've never worked with affirmations before it can almost feel like this is stupid Mm. because maybe you're seeking instant gratification and (laughs) maybe always sorry but (laughs) (laughs) literally always right (laughs) but affirmations take time to relearn new things or well to learn new things and reprogram your brain and to undo the thing that you learn undo the thing and then right put something exactly. new up. yeah so it's very important that you incorporate affirmations realistically into your life and i feel like 
when you're using affirmations, you're also kind of acknowledging the circumstance you're in. But well, it's important. It's important to acknowledge it because the truth is, is that you don't want to engage in magical thinking and total mm. thinking, you know, because then you're going to be disappointed with expectations that aren't real. So when you're using affirmations, yes, it may feel like, oh, this is fake. This is not going to happen. But what you're doing is you're setting an intention. You're calling out to God and the universe, whatever higher power you believe in, to help you get to the next place you want to be, get to what you want to do, get to how you want to think differently about yourself. And that can begin to show up, however. Mm-hmm. And it could take a year, you know, whatever the thing you're trying to get. Because then in a year time, you look back and be like, oh, wow, I am in a new job. Mm. Or, oh, wow, I do love myself better. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so... Yeah, I feel like if you've never worked with affirmations before, it can feel frustrating. It can feel like this is dumb. But <laughs> like, but ultimately, it's like you need to work on validating yourself. You need to work on getting closer to yourself. And um, I feel like a lot of Black women lose touch with themselves. They abandon themselves. They mm-hmm. let go of themselves. And so affirmations really ask you to get closer to yourself, learn yourself. And guide, get close to your intuition because your intuition is your guiding light. Mm. And that's the light that's going to, you know, get you through life. Going back to the necessity of it. And when you were talking about like seeing yourself, recognizing yourself as human, connecting to yourself through affirmations. Like, I think that's also why, like, I do what I do. I share my stories of (laughs) growing up (laughs) through black womanhood um, and undoing my own internalized racism and all of that stuff because I want other women who may or may not like see themselves reflected in my story, but hopefully they do. And then they can connect with themselves through that because that's where all the power comes from. Like any agency that we have to change our lives. Cause really like I do, I believe in magic uh, in a certain extent. We can talk about that word, you know, <laughs> but in, in different ways. But like, I think that we are magical. I think that like mm-hmm. all people, we are incredible and mm-hmm. we have incredible power to change our external circumstances, mm-hmm. but we tap into that power the best when we are connected with ourselves, when we see yeah. ourselves, you know, And that's why it is so important or part of why it is so important to like engage in these practices that like reflect you to yourself, to surround yourself with people that reflect you to yourself, to even like incorporate things like social media, following people. Don't, you don't need to be following like Instagram models. I mean, you can like whatever, do you celebrities, but follow like poets, follow artists, follow people that like, you know, inspire you, you you know? I did want to ask you to go deeper into the differences between something like magical thinking and affirmation and also even the like reality. Cause I've heard that too. Like you have to accept reality to be able to change it. Right. (laughs) But it does also sometimes feel like affirmations are a rejection of your reality. So like, how do you, how do you bring those things together? Asking for a friend. Okay. (laughs) You know, um, 
you know, okay, so like magical thinking is like, well, let me look at the official definition of magical Let's thinking. Let's look at that girl. Like, so it's a, it's a psychology term. It's mm-hmm. like a, a mental health term where the belief that one's ideas, thoughts, actions, words, or use of symbols can influence the course of events in the material world. Mm. And so obviously when you hear that, you're like, well, okay, that's just affirmations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that this? Yeah. <laughs> but, the difference is that I feel like when you are engaging in magical thinking, there there truly is no connection. There's no physical like grounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no grounded action, mm-hmm. right? So if you, for an example, if you were like, I'm going to get a new job. If you're like, I'm going to get a new job, I believe I will get a new job, right? Like, let's say that's your affirmation for the next year. But... If you're not applying for jobs, you're not so sit in your house watching TV talking about I will get a you're not actually doing anything in action, then then you're engaging in magical thinking. You're Mm -hmm. just like, Yeah, I'm gonna get a new job, I'm gonna get a new job. Um So are you you telling me that I can't get into a relationship by just sitting in my house? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? Because I was hoping that the Lord was gonna bring my man to the door. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, oh, I want to, I believe I will find a loving relationship. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you don't Don't go out, don't want to go out, don't want to go on dates, don't want to talk to anyone, don't want to socialize. And it's like, um, you need to get real. real (laughs) So I guess that's why I feel like affirmations are grounded in reality, because I think it's important to get real with yourself and get honest and be like, okay, well, how do I get what I want? Mm. And what is the first step? And, you know, I mean, obviously you have to start believing that you want these things and that this these things are for you. That's what I mean. You have mm. to start believing that these things are for you. And sometimes that is just saying it out loud and telling yourself and hyping up yourself and changing your thinking from negative to positive. But... Yeah, I feel like that's the distinct difference between magical thinking and affirmations is like if you are not actively doing things to engage in what you're trying to believe, then it's nothing's coming to you. Nothing's coming to you. Yeah. So you're you're basically lying to the universe, right? Because you <laughs> yeah. set you set the intention of like I want this or I want to believe this and I'm not doing anything about it Mm -hmm. even if it's little right it doesn't always have to be like some grand big thing and i will continue to use the the example of wanting a new job okay well maybe it's you only have energy to apply to one job or look up a job like at least something tiny make a tiny step Mm -hmm. in need of some new shoes Nisolo is a shoe brand that pays living wages to factory workers, intentionally employs women because they know that supporting women supports communities, and combats fast fashion with sustainable fashion. Their shit is cute and well-made. A pair of sandals I got from them are still holding up after three weeks of walking all over Europe. If that's not craftsmanship, I don't know what is. Check them out at the link in my show notes. I feel like that reminds me of the idea, like people have talked about like being co-creators with the universe, you know, Mm -hmm. that like we set our intentions, we say our affirmations and also we show up and Mm -hmm. we like work. And I was recently having a conversation with my friend about like being confused sometimes about where the line is between what I do and what the universe does, like feel it like, you know, like who's handling what? And she was like, 
there are no lines. Like everything is just a flow. Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're in a flow. The universe is water. You are part of the universe. Like you show up, the universe shows up. And I don't know. It was just like a really beautiful, it honestly blew my mind and changed my life. I was like, whoa. It makes sense. (laughs) It does make sense. Yeah. I think it makes sense, you know, with the idea that, you know, God is in us. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I feel like it does make sense. It's like, so you need to start changing your mind because if you believe like you are one with the universe, you're a part of the universe, God is within you, then yeah, you do have all this power. So you need to start shifting your thinking that has made you think less of yourself so you can harness all this power that's already inside of you. Yeah, I think affirmations are a great way to start because that's, you begin to shift your thinking. Let's say with my books, right? Like I've always wanted to write books. I wanted to book deal but like for so long, I was not doing anything about it. Like I was not writing. I mean, I was just going through life. I always say, I want to write a book. I want to write a book, right? Mm. And I feel like a lot of creatives, we do that. I was going to say, you're it. like talking to me, girl. I feel like I'm the same. I'm doing that right but now, then, girl. Okay. So mm-hmm. then I finally saw a shift in getting a book deal when I, okay, well, I do have the skills for being an editor. Let me start editing other people's works. Let me start writing more. Let me start putting myself out there a little bit more on social media. And I feel like because I started to be intentional with the universe and I just started showing up being like, yeah, I'm serious about these things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm serious about wanting to write books and be a writer again and came a book deal. And I'm not saying that that's always how it happens, but I feel like, you know, when you are saying, Oh, I want to move into a new apartment. I want to move. I want to buy a home. And you start doing all these little things and you start really believing like, okay, yeah, I do want these things. I am aligned with myself. And then the universe is like, okay, well, I want to help you. Like, yeah. let's get this, you know, however they can. So as we were saying, it's like, you know, unlearning all these things, unlearning racism, unlearning the beliefs about women and black, your blackness. It really gets you back to who you are. And then you really do feel like, okay, I can take on the world. Yeah. I can start thinking abundantly. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and I think too, sometimes you just, you got to confront yourself in these things mm-hmm. because I hate the phrase you're getting in your own way. I hate that phrase. And so I'm not going to say it because like, I've heard that too many times for myself, but I will say that for example, okay. With your like book deal, thing mm-hmm. right like you're like you've been saying your whole life not you and specifically general person saying your whole life you want to write a book want to write a book and then you're like okay well let me actually start putting things in place i think sometimes like fear can come when you get the thing that you have said that you've mm-hmm. been wanting right like yeah. the universe is like all right girl here you go and you're like oh right. mm-hmm. <laughs> wait yeah. a minute you know yeah. and i think that that takes courage as well and I, mm-hmm. I want us, everybody, to not feel shame when that happens. Because, yeah, sometimes we get, especially when we've had a dream for so long, the idea of it actually becoming real feels mm-hmm. like, whoa. Like, I've gotten so used to being in the space of longing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to live in the space of have. And that feels mm-hmm. scary. And I think sometimes that gets in our mind, that gets in our actions, and that's why we end up in places. And, again, I'm not saying that's everybody's right you know right. experience right. but it's just mm-hmm. part of the process of manifesting right that sometimes mm-hmm. like getting the thing 
can be a little scary in, at first, but then yeah, you re- remember that you scary. have it. You know what I mean? Like you can do it. Anyway, yeah. It can also be like learning, right? So maybe you've been trying to manifest a book deal or whatever, and then you get it, or like, and you're like, actually, maybe this isn't what I wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so now you got to be honest with yourself. So we'll shift it to maybe romance. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I've been wanting this person or whatever. Like, you know, and then you finally get in a relationship with that person and you're like, wait a minute. This wasn't it. This wasn't it. This isn't what I wanted. So I feel like that's just so important a part. It's also a part of manifesting and really getting true with yourself to really understand yourself. Like, is this what I want? Okay. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then you also have to be okay with releasing, releasing it and yes. we'll shift to something else. And that can be an important, that's a very important lesson too. Yet I have been so deep in the metaphor of rivers and flow and water Mm -hmm. this year. I also just personally projecting onto the world, the amount of rain that we got at the beginning of the year, you know, (laughs) like it was crazy. No, I was legitimately nervous for San Diego. I was like, we can't handle all this. We were not built for this and the roads are showing it. But that idea of what we were just talking about of releasing when things, when you get the thing that you want and maybe it wasn't, you know, Mm -hmm. what you thought, like letting it gently flow away from you as well. If it's not meant to stay, you know, just Mm -hmm. allowing Mm -hmm. things to come and move and flow is a, is such a beautiful way to like live life. And it's not uh, natural to me personally. It's it's not. No, I completely agree with you. Mm -hmm. It's like, for so long when I had, I was a journalism, I have a journalism degree. And for so long I was chasing this one track way a magazine career mm-hmm. in New York. Da, 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 da. But then once I got into the meat of it and I was like, this isn't what I wanted. It's not really aligned with me anymore. I fought it for a very long time. Mm. I fought it for a very long time and I had to let it go. And I feel like we talked about this before, but like, uh, my previous career before. Yeah. But like, I really had to let it go. And once, honestly, once I let go of the concept of working in New York, living in New York, being a magazine editor, all these things I thought I wanted, it was almost like life got instantly better. And it'd be like that. It really be like that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah. As, as soon as you let go of like the things that you're white knuckling that don't mm-hmm. feel good to you. Like other things can flow in. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, it just all boils down to like a problem with control, which again, I'm talking to myself because I have a significant problem with control. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like it's like you want to design your life the way that you want it, mm-hmm. not understanding that sometimes if you were just to just release a little bit, a little mm-hmm. bit, like some things might flow to you that are really beautiful and better than you would have even. Yeah, like picked for yourself, you know, exactly. there was also something else that you uh, were kind of talking about earlier that made me think of like, okay, so I think we we're talking about like instant gratification and like when you know the affirmations are working and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And I had the thought about how sometimes it comes out like the result of the affirmation, the work that you've been doing comes out in ways that you did not expect And I think that that's beautiful too. I was, okay. So I actually recently did a TikTok video about this where I was talking Mm -hmm. about how I have an obsession with asking myself the question, what was the lesson after things go wrong? (laughs) 
and are wrong or like, you know what I mean? Cause like, that's the idea is like, okay, I was talking to this guy and it fell through or this job didn't work out or this friendship didn't work out, whatever. And you're like, okay, what was the lesson? And I'm obsessed with that question because I'm like, I don't want to learn the lesson again. So let me just like, you know, figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'm like, let me come up with a quick little bullet point cheat sheet. So I have the lesson. So the universe knows. So I never have to go through that shit again. Mm -hmm. And if I can't, after the failed thing, say what the bullet point like sheet is, I start to panic because I'm like, Oh no, it's coming for me again. I didn't learn it, (laughs) you know? And I, and I was thinking, I made the TikTok video about that. I was like, I think sometimes the lesson comes out of your body. Maybe it doesn't land in your mind in like a cheat sheet, bullet point, like whatever X, Y, Z way, but maybe you're living your life six months, eight months, a year and a half down the road. And you come across a situation that you respond to differently than you would have. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh, that's the lesson jumping out of my body, you know? And I think the same thing can be true for affirmations where it's like, Mm -hmm. I've been, going, working, doing this all this time and not really paying attention to how my mind has shifted, but all of a sudden I'm confronted with something and the affirmation popped out. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I feel like that's accurate. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you won't even know that like you are further along in your self healing journey in using affirmations until further down the line when you're like, Whoa, you know, because sometimes I feel like sometimes we are so forward focused yeah. in life and we're so hyper focused on certain things that we sometimes forget that like life is still journeying and that you're going to look back and then you're going to see, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, my gosh. And reflect, right? To reflect. And I feel like sometimes we don't want to do that as women, <laughs> as black women to reflect. We just kind of want to go, go, go. Yes. Because because when you have to reflect, you have to sit with yourself and the emotions, and that is uncomfortable, but it's very important. Yeah. Now, you talking about the lesson, mean kind of lesson, sometimes I don't feel like there always is a lesson. Yeah. Sometimes the lesson is the experience. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to go through that. I don't, I don't want to say had to, because I don't, sometimes things just happen. happen Life better. is yes. horrible. Like, you know, so it's like sometimes the lesson is just that, okay, I can survive that. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> go ahead. I was in, well, sorry, did you have another point? I didn't no, want to cut no. you off. Okay. I was going to say, I think, yeah, and I, I agree. I think there isn't always a lesson. And I think that drive to find the lesson is more mm-hmm. control, is yeah. more <laughs> seeking to. The picture that I'm getting in my head is, again, like not going with the flow of the river, but trying to put up dams, trying to like, you know, like organize, put up lines around yes. something. Try to make sense of everything. Yeah. And when some- I feel like that is a detriment to us in society, trying to like just really make sense of everything or everything happens for a reason. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I have to say sometimes there isn't a reason. And it's just life. Yeah. And finding the reason is trying to help us feel better. I get it. But honestly, you know, sometimes things just happen. Yeah. And there is no explanation. And that's hard, right? A lot of us have a hard time sitting with the uncertainty, the 
no explanation of anything. But that is just how the universe works. Yeah. This is how the world works. And we have to really accept that. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, it was when you said that everything happens for a reason. I feel like I was thinking about like how people who feel like they're faith filled mm-hmm. say shit like that. But it's like the opposite of faith isn't doubt. The opposite of faith is certainty. And Mm. that phrase, everything happens for a reason, is full of certainty because you're, like, trying to make sense of something that maybe you don't need to make sense of. Maybe you can just let it go. Right. Mm -hmm. That's wild. The other point, just one last thing that I wanted to bring up, too, is that affirmations is something that we will have to return to throughout our lives and, like, keep with us. And I would love to hear, like, your perspective on this because I'm, like... Mm -hmm. I recently realized for myself, like with the idea of like narrative and wanting to make sense of things, like whatever, Mm -hmm. I did that for the first maybe like 25 or so years of my life. Like I created a cute little story. I'm peddling it on social media. I'm like telling everybody like, this is where I was, this is where I went to, and now everything's good. And then at the end of last year, beginning of this year, I realized like, oh, I'm actually like really still struggling with a lot of things. And like, I, I don't know. I think that like, I didn't realize or accept that we are always growing. The story continues. We're living the story. It's an active, you know? And because of that, you might need to like bring in new affirmations. You might even need to get help. Like I started on not only with your book, which has been so helpful for me in shifting my mind this year, but also even like using like guided meditations, which I like wasn't into before, you know, like just recognizing that just because you have healed before does not mean you are done healing does not mean that there are not new things to heal and that you might need like new tools to Mm -hmm. use for those things, you know, anyway, that was my thought. Tell me any thoughts you have about the ongoing process. I feel like healing never ends. Yeah. Um, you know, life is not like a cut and then it heals and it's fine. You move on with life. I feel like, well, this is making me think of like what affirmations I use in my life that has helped me heal and what like I sometimes struggle with still. So I struggle with the narrative of I am not good enough. I'm not worthy of love. Mm. And that's my personal struggle. Those are the narratives I used to tell myself. So now I'm definitely in a space of, oh, I am worthy of loved. I am good enough. And that took a lot of work to get there. But every now and then when something may not go my way or I feel like I didn't perform at the level I think I should perform at, sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're not good enough. So- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Right, I'm terrible. Exactly. <laughs> right? And so I always have to but because I have done so much work with affirmations and just my own self-healing journey with meditation with therapy with all these things it doesn't last long it's Mm. honestly now it's like a second Mm -hmm. whereas in the past it could have been weeks months I could have been you know mulling over whatever triggered this feeling whether it was a situationship a work thing a friend argument, a family dispute, like, you know, things would trigger me and I would feel horrible about myself longer. Mm -hmm. Well, now 
if something happens, I'm almost instantly like, if I start to think again like that, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I not right. Active. But like, it took a long time to get there. Yes. It took work. So it's going to take work to get there. And so that's why I say healing never ends because, yeah, sometimes you are going to go back there a bit, but you, because you're much stronger now, you can pull yourself forward and get, be where you're supposed to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. I think that we go through things, especially in our formative years that just imprint Mm -hmm. us with stories about ourselves and we, it's our job to like unlearn that and undo that. And like, it's going to be a forever thing because you're, you're mm-hmm. always, that's always going to be your first go-to because that was when your mind was the mo- the softest and like the most impressionable, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but then adult, you can step in to remind child you, no, you are beautiful. You are worthy of love. This isn't mm-hmm. true. It wasn't true then. And that's, yeah, that's just the constant work. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Final thoughts on anything that you want to share with these people. And also please tell us where we can find and purchase your book. Both of them. Final thoughts. (laughs) I feel like I've shared everything I want to share. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Um, But I just, you know, always want to remind black women that like, we are dynamic. We across the diaspora. I really do think we are a special creation. And I feel like, we are in a generation right now where the black women across the African diaspora are choosing to like really take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. We now have the privilege to really prioritize our well-being. And I feel like it is beautiful. It is amazing. We are breaking generational patterns and curses and traumas. So yeah, I feel like, and I'm, I'm just so honored to be part of that movement. My there are plenty of black women like you doing in this space, doing the work. Mm -hmm. So I feel honored to be just part of this movement as a collective. So yeah. And my books are a great way to start. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. Everybody. Fantastic way to start. Fantastic way to continue. Mm -hmm. Fantastic way to just re up, (laughs) you know, exactly all of it. Yes. Okay. Wait, so where can we find your books again? Where can we follow you if we want? Books are available everywhere. Um, I do encourage buy black mahogany books online. They're black owned, so you can get the books there. And you can follow me everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter primarily. I'm on those at Oludara Adio. And yes. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Oludara. This was an incredible conversation. You are incredible. Your books are incredible and so helpful for all of us. So I deeply appreciate you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Okay. Bye everybody. Thank you for listening. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of the Femio podcast. Before you go, don't forget to follow rate and leave a review. If you want to stay in touch, find me on Instagram and TikTok at Femio. To support Femio and the Femio podcast, you can visit paypal.me slash Femio. Talk soon.